In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. We're back. It's offensive tackle show. So we've done the quarterbacks, done the running backs, done the wide receivers, done the tight ends. Penultimate position room on the offensive side of the ball. We've got the tackles. This room, everything is up in the air. And I mean everything. There is nobody who is safe going into next season from a decision. Everyone's got a different decision, but there's lots in play. And we'll start with how many you need. You need four. Brown's always going to carry four tackles. Kind of had Hubbard this year, but I'll get on to him and why he's not really quite a tackle anymore. Um, but you've got that room. And so what we're doing with these shows, we're looking at the off-season. What are you doing with your current roster? Do you need to do anything in free agency? Onto the draft. So first up, let's start at the left side. We've got Jedrick Wills. Well, what's the decision with Jedrick Wills? He's, he's under contract for two more years after. No, uh, one more year after this year. So we're looking at the end of the season. Okay. Well, you've got a fifth-year option where you've got as a side. And this is, this is tough because fifth-year options, as you remember, they're fully guaranteed now. So it used to be in the past, they were guaranteed for injury. So if a player got hurt going in year four, going into year five, then they were safe. But they weren't guaranteed until that sort of season started. So you get towards the season, a few of the players get cut. Teams then move on. You don't have that luxury now. So it was something the owners gave to the players as sort of some extra protection. 13.9 million. So effectively, it's a, it's a mini extension. Um, let's call it 14 just because, hey, 13.95 is effectively 14. Do you want to commit to him for one more year? So he's already under contract for 2023 and he'll be back as the left tackle. It's not even up for debate. He is your left tackle for next season. What you need to decide is, well, do we want a year after that? I'm sort of bouncing around. Every week I go from, no, I don't want to commit longer term to him to, oh, go on then, maybe we'll do it. So I think it's one where they'll pick, I think they do pick that up um, as of now. But very much this is, we spoke about how David Bell's a, an important player deciding what happens in the offseason. I think Jedrick Wills has a lot to play for in the rest of this season. He is playing for 14 million. He's sat there on the table. Will he go out and grab it? So, will he, won't he? And kind of the won't he isn't, hey, he's done and he's finished here because we've got um, Bowles, who is uh, the tackle for the Denver. Um, he didn't have his picked up. Um, Jack Conklin, I know he went as a free agent and joined the Browns, but he was a guy that they didn't pick up his option. Um, and he's still gone on to have a good career. It's not an end of a player if they don't pick up the option. But I think they do, um, as long as we don't see too much of a decline. 
But the sort of the fallback if he doesn't play well enough is you can franchise tag him. So the franchise tag's probably going to be about 18 million. And you're only franchise tagging him if you're using it to leverage into a extension. So say you decide to not pick up the option, plays out, and he has a great 2023. It's taken four years, but he's got his stuff together. Then you're like, hey, we'll we'll go for it now. Franchise tag him, get a deal done, and then commit to him long term. And where there is such a shortage of left tackles, he's going to command big money even though he's not really deserving of it. And that's kind of one of those tough decisions, whereas your Miles Garrett's, um, David Njoku, even in a way, was sort of tougher, but not tough. Denzel Ward, another perfect example. They were amazing, so you'd happily open the checkbook and commit to them. Whereas Jedrick Wills, you're almost projecting that he could continue developing. And we've seen lots of players develop under Callahan, but he's not really one that's taken that much of a step forward. So I think they do pick it up as of now um, just for peace of mind because you don't really have the first-round picks. Once you've got first-round picks back, you could then look at drafting someone in the first round and you can move on from that. And it might be one they pick up the option, then they franchise tag him in 2025 and they just kind of bounce it along until they get where they want to be. So... Don't rule that out in a way of going that route where they'll keep him around for three more years without sort of properly committing to him because you can do that. Um, And then who knows if he plays well, he then goes into free agency and get a nice tasty comp pick back for him. Because if teams are going to go after him, they're going to happily stump up money or they tag and trade. Always another option there. If he uh, plays well on the fifth year option and they go, actually, we don't want to, extend him we would tag him well if someone's going to offer a, a second round pick hey we'll do it so lots to play for Jedrick Wills is very much a player that could be here for the next five to seven years and if he was off the roster in a year I wouldn't be shocked so keep an eye out there next let's go to the starting right tackle Jack Conklin final year with the Browns and he, he's he's playing okay this year the issue you have with him is you're never sure he's, how much he's going to play. And that's kind of a big concern because if he was a rotation player on sort of the defensive line and you're like, hey, we like his 40, 50 snaps a game, but if we don't get them um, 50% of snaps a game, then you, you can find someone else to fill in. You kind of either have a right tackle or you don't have a right tackle. So... I think they let him go. Um, I think he's going to sign a deal. I, I wrote an article on Monday on the OBR just about what I think he might get. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's sort of 10 to 12 mil. He then gets paid. Good luck to him. Go somewhere else. They could look to bring him back. But I just think it's one of going how much... And we'll jump into Hudson here because Hudson's decision is, is he good enough to start? Um, because is he as good as Jack Conklin? No. Is he a competent right tackle that could give you above average play? I I think you could probably say there's a solid chance he is. Um, and all you need, if he is just the 16th best right tackle in the league for the next, for his entire career, that's a great investment. Um, and he's 
going to be somebody that you can be happy with and you can just lock down that side of the offensive line with peace of mind. Because PFF have done lots of studies and they do some great work. And one of the things they've come up with is, well, you need an above average offensive line, but going from above average to elite, in terms of wins and sort of your expected outcome, doesn't actually impact that much because as long as your quarterback's got a bit of time, you can get the ball out. Um, as long as your running game's good enough from a scheme perspective, above average does that job. So why, hey, we'd always like to be better. It's not worth overpaying and going crazy just to get a slightly better O-line. I wouldn't want to say pay Conklin and you're going to do that instead of having a free safety on your roster. So I think we make the move to Hudson. And I think if I had to guess now, I'm saying Wills is our left tackle, Hudson's our right tackle next year. He said two years being groomed by Bill Callahan. Hudson should be able to do the job. So Conklin goes out to free agency. And then we've got Haig. They paid Haig and he's got half a mil guaranteed next year. So they do plan for him to return. And he's kind of one that unfortunately concussions have hit him. But I think they want him to be part of the picture. Because they wouldn't have guaranteed money next year if they didn't see him as someone that would be on the roster. So allow him to be that swing tackle for the team. And that's what he paid. I spoke to his agent and he said, hey, he's been paid as a swing tackle. So Will's left, Hudson right, Haig there. Hubbard, he was really, really good in 2020. And then in 2021, he got hurt. They've decided to bring him back this year and they used a, a system called the um, minimum salary veteran benefit, which effectively they pay about 2 million, but it only counts as one point something on the cap. And that's not because they've deferred the payment. It's the only way in the NFL that if you give a player usually 10 million, it counts 10 million on the salary cap at one point. It might be this year, it might be next, but it will always count. This is the one exception. And it was brought in by the NFLPA and owners just so some of these older players aren't getting just pushed out of the league because the younger player is cheaper and then they're moving on. So that's kind of why that happens. But the decision that I've got there is, well, what do you do with that final part? Because Hubbard probably won't play this season. He's probably a guard of the way they view him in the team. Wills, Hudson, Hague. If you're not that confident with Hudson and Haig, you might need to go into free agency. I don't think that's where they want to go. Maybe they, they get someone real basement, not great, just to give them option. I think they're going into the draft. If there was going to be a wild card pick in the second round that catches everyone off guard, here's your heads up, it's going to be an offensive tackle. I think you've probably got a better shot that that third or fourth round pick is actually going to be a tackle. Um, and the reason why I think you do that, if you're not sure on Wills and you're not sure on Hudson, then picking someone up gives you a really, really, really nice option where you can develop more people on the line. Because if it is the case that this guy you take in the fourth round develops for a year as OT4 and then next year he is your swing tackle... We could have Wills on a fifth-year option in 2024, Hudson still on a rookie deal, potentially getting an extension, and then 
this fourth round pick and that that's perfect really cheap tackle room that you can build for the future and by the time Wills and Hudson are hitting big deals well Betonio and Teller near the end of their deals find some cheaper guards you can sequence them deals as Andrew Berry loves to say so interesting one there and I think that's probably where the room goes so you've got Wills at left Hudson at right next year Hager's your swing and then they draft someone but don't be surprised if they go out and spend a couple of million maybe two and a half on another swing tackle just to add another veteran to the room because if they're a little bit worried about Hague with these concussions I think he's just had back-to-back ones which uh, is always worrying for any player that could set them up nicely so finally we'll move on to guard and centre next as always go Browns